0: If you don't know how to do stuff in your business, you can't properly hire or fire someone.
1: Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io/connect to learn more. Now, let's get on with the show. Let's be honest today, all of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous, and Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard, so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link/honest. That's G-O-R g-i-a-s dot l-i-n-k slash h-o-n-e-s-t to get your second month free. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Honest E Commerce. I'm your host Chase Clymer, coming to you today from my office bedroom, uh, where I've been quarantined for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and today we welcome to the show Tyler Sully Sullivan. Tyler is the founder of Bomb Tech Golf. They make premium golf clubs for regular golfers like me. Uh, and he's also the co-founder of an e of ecom growers. Uh, it's an agency that helps e commerce brands profit more with Klaviyo. I like that niching down you got there. Anyways. Tyler, welcome to the show.
0: Glad to be here. I don't know what day it is with the quarantine and all and being home with the kids, but I'm glad to be here.
1: Oh yeah. It's, uh, for us, it's like... Uh, it's ended week 5, I think. Uh, Ohio is one of the first to pull the plug.
0: And I think we're at week 4. We just got it extended to May fifteenth. We have to continue. Uh, Vermont has been pretty good though. Because um, it's... There's only 600,000 people for the whole state. And our biggest city is 40,000 people. So I've been practicing social distancing for a long time.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we've, we're probably 2 months ahead of schedule now, if I was going to guess. Hopefully, the world will be in a better position and uh, the people will be like, Oh, that's funny that they recorded that back then. Hopefully.
0: I, I think we'll be
1: good. <laughs> awesome. So let's give the people a crash course on the founder story of BombTech Golf. It's a crazy story. Um, I, I was an accidental entrepreneur.
0: Uh, I had no intentions of running or starting an e-com business. I was just obsessed with golf. I mean, I was attempting to do home run derby of golf called World Long Drive. Um, I was, you know, I traveled around, hit balls as hard as I could and I qualified. I wasn't very good. I hit a couple drives, like three sixty, and in that process I started breaking golf clubs and not from pure power, but from uh, local club builders, inability to build them correctly. So I just started assembling my own clubs. I made some for some buddies. Then I made the world's worst website. Um, and in doing so, I sold something. Um, and I sold it when I was on a boat, not a yacht. But, um, and that blew my mind. That was like the epiphany. Like, I was like, holy shit, I'm not in front of a computer or at a job. And I just made money. So that like got me really fired up. From there, I worked with my local college, University of Vermont, which, where I was like the worst student and it took me 5 years to graduate. And I designed our own driver with a group of students for a year. And th- this is an 8-year-long journey. I'll try to condense it for everyone's sanity. Um, so I made my own product, my own brand, with the college, super big risk, cashed in my 401k, and sold a lot of them, uh, mostly with Facebook. Early days where we had a, you know, when you have 1,000 followers, it's a thousand real people that see your stuff. The reach was 100 percent. And um, I hit a lot of stuff early, like Facebook video, Facebook ads, Facebook Live. Like I really went all in when those things came out. Um, we scaled it up, and now I, I truly, I believe, have one of the leanest, lowest overhead e brands out there. We've got one employee. Um, all variable costs, nothing fixed. And, you know, we do five to six million a year with that business. And two years ago, so that's my main business. Um, I can go more depth of it, but then I have an e agency I started with my first employee at BombTech called E-comm Growers. And I'm really just acting now as the owner of both of those and just trying to have more fun and network with people that are trying to do what I did, which was. You know, total accident, but I'm very fortunate and thankful I hit social media when I did, and it's 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 crazy. You know, it's uh, I'm very thankful I've got two kids, and I'm living the dream, man. You know,
1: absolutely. So let's let's talk about uh, obviously most of the audience here is small to medium sized businesses. Uh, They are hearing your story of growing this thing to a lean, mean five mil machine, and they're like, "How do I do that?" So let's let's kind of look at it. Obviously, it wasn't overnight. I want to like point out again. You said this was an eight-year journey. Totally. So, I guess in the beginning, uh, what were some of the things that you were doing wrong that you want people to like not do? So many. I mean, like, I really was slow
0: to learn. Um, for me, I, I, all right. So, learn takes like I think you have to do everything in your business and do it well and be dangerous enough so you can hire yourself out of it. Um, if you don't know how to do stuff in your business you can't properly hire or fire someone so for me i did stuff that you shouldn't be doing for far too long so i mean i i literally was assembling clubs by hand in my basement which i renovated to be a shop uh shipping clubs myself you know doing live chat email and all this stuff and the social media and the ads way too early you know like or, or way too long so like how i actually did it, it did take me long because i wasn't that smart uh <laughs> But I really used... What I did well is I used social media, Facebook mostly, uh, to document what I was doing. Instead of trying to be something I'm not, like a big brand, I just was transparent. I put myself on, on video, I put myself on out there, and people felt like they could relate to me. So when I really started like scaling up to get into tactics and strategy, it was, it was me on video be in my original self, good or bad, hungover or tired or whatever. I would just put myself out there. Um, and I remember a couple key moments to my, my growth. And this is, again, this is a di- potentially different time. But I remember I made a video in my backyard. And it was when I just had my first kid and he was taking a nap. And I hit the ball into the net. and It sounds like a gun explodes, or, or like the net explodes, like a gun goes off. And I literally just said, well, does your driver sound like this? and i boosted it on facebook not an ad a boost for 300 bucks and it got 300,000 views 10,000 comments so what i did is without knowing what i should do i i commented on every comment until my thumbs were bleeding and i really just engaged over time consistently with my audience so that they they knew i cared about them cuz i did um and that slowly allowed me to scale and and you know Sell product. From there, we you know we really use Facebook and email to just start scaling up. I ran ads myself really poorly. From you know I went from like a hundred k my second year, which was a hundred k, which felt like the hardest I ever worked, to four hundred fifty k when I got fired from my day job, which I was still broke. Um, then I went from four to 1.2 million, 1.2 million to four point two million, four point two to six point five um and now depending on if we launch or not we'll do you know between those numbers and it really was just focusing on a good product using traffic and email to drive you know traffic that converted and then once they've converted getting them to buy more i know that may be high level but that was kind of how i did it
1: all right so a few things in there that i hope i remember by the end of this statement one <laughs> uh you were just making content which i think is especially it's it's very timely now when this comes out i still think it's very timely but like there's nothing stopping you from grabbing your phone and making content and putting it on your socials yep that's something that i think that's what separates the like the people that are trying from the people that are doing it you know like it was something it took me a minute to do it with this business and it's night and day the difference between Starting to produce content, people want to work with people. People want to buy from people. Uh, if you don't want to be the face of your brand, if there's some exa- insane reason why you can't be the face of your brand, you need to find someone that will be, or it, you're not going to stand out. Agreed. So you did that just by happenstance, and I think that that is is what helped lead to these successes. I mean, am I putting words in your mouth? I don't know. No,
0: no. It's per- I mean, one thing I would say too that like. So, my personal brand being a part of it was an accident, but I'm like the persona of my of my audience. you know, so guys just could relate to me, so that was kind of good, like kind of just made sense. I, I think the big thing for me from a strategy standpoint is where do you do that and how do you do that? I don't a lot of the ads that do well to clarify are not with me on it, but there's key places where I'm involved, like the About Us page is my story, the email you get from me. Or when emails you get from BombTech are from me, not from bombtech as a company um, you know we do thank you cards from me thank you voicemails from me like there's little ways that to do it but like if you're starting out and you're trying to scale, I would just tell your story and keep telling it until someone starts listening and um, engage with your audience like I'm a big fan like social media is good and bad like it's really good because you get a lot of comments there but It doesn't always drive revenue, Um, so I'm a big fan of having those conversations on email, where we ask people to reply and I ask real questions. So, like, let's say you're you're a small brand and you're trying to scale, or even if you're a big brand, I I don't care. Let's say you're launching something new, ask your audience like, "What do you guys think?" You vote A or B, like this color, that color. Hey, uh, what price point? Like, just ask stuff that you would want to know, anyways. Like, genuine questions that will help you and then you are having real conversations and people will give a shit and they'll feel like they've built the product and the brand and have input and i think that's the the key is like be a person have it come from you as a founder if you can if not have someone attached to it so personal and then just have you know conversations that everywhere you can that are real and then really engage and like that's over time Will be a key piece of like if ads will work and if email will work it, that's more of a, a function of offer, but offers don't do well unless all those other pieces are doing well you know are working i don't know if that makes sense
1: no, it does make sense i mean it's it's kind of just human nature like you need to get buy in from your audience, whether it's like your customers or your employees or what have like people want to feel heard and they want to feel like they had Something to do with the bigger picture and asking those questions and communicating with your customers is such an easy shortcut to success in e-commerce.
0: It was for me, (laughs) you know. I can't I can't say like today what what I would do. I just know that's like that's how I did it. You know,
1: yeah, and continue to. So I got a question that I'm sure some of the listeners might have. You were talking about this growth, like doubling, you know, some wild growth, and then there at the end it didn't trickle. I think I know what happened, but. Uh, you kind of hit, uh, you know, five six million dollars a year, and it seems like you're okay being there. Uh, is there any particular reason why you're you, you stopped? I mean, this is obviously a loaded question.
0: That's a great question. No, I mean, so my life has changed so many times since I started the company. I've had huge life events that have changed. Like I've had two kids. Um, you know, I, I was fired from my day job. And I, I, when I first started, I didn't have any kids, and I had a job. Um, so when I I was obsessed with growth and being the biggest, baddest, you know, guy on on town. And then I now have I believe in profit, cash flow, and sanity. So like my whole angle now is I, I'm actually the one thing I'm working on right now is I'm building a how to run or operate Bomb Tech Golf. And anything I'm still doing, I just am replacing myself with. I've got one task left. So I'm doing okay. So really now at this point with two kids and the life I want to live, I don't want to be in my business. So I, I, I sacrifice top-line revenue and vanity for cash flow and lifestyle. Um, I could definitely push it and break 8 figures, but my return ad spend would diminish. My cash flow would diminish um, and, and my whole lifestyle. Like and I really just I'm really happy and content with where it's at. Um, you know, I've thought and I'm debt free. Have no investor investors, and it, it wasn't always the case. I had taken a lot of loans out, from my 401k. So for me, it's like I enjoy working on the business, and ha- I love having big months and doing five, six mil, but doing ten or twelve mil and and profiting almost the same, but having more headaches is just not... It's not my goal in life. And if you asked me 7 years ago, I'd say I want to do $100 million. But I, I don't know. I'm just at that point in my life with my business. I don't, I don't want to live like that. <laughs> Which is... People may think I'm nuts. But it's, it's a good place to be for me and my family.
1: No. It's, it's being honest. And that's, the, that's this show. And that's, I asked that question and I'm really glad that you answered it um, the way you, that you did. Like I, I think that lifestyle businesses... Are almost looked down upon these days by some people, and I'm not going to name names, but like growth for the sake of growth, like isn't a good strategy um, by any means. Like you're gonna, like you said, like you're gonna have so many more headaches, and like at the end of the day, all that matters is the cash in the bank, and your sanity, and your family, and your life. So like, why work twice as hard for almost the same reward? Totally.
0: I mean, I two or three years ago before my second kid, I tried everything. I was doing Amazon. I was doing this. We're doing resellers, doing affiliates. We did drive a little more revenue and we could have kept going, but I just like hit the brakes and said, listen, why? And I just simplified everything. Anything that was difficult or complicated, I just simplified. I either removed it, automated it, or delegated it. And the business is doing great. And it's way, it's even more profitable than it's ever been. And I'm working less. Because I just said, This is what's the point, you know? So that was a big epiphany. But I I don't like it's hard for me to tell someone to do that because for me, it was like specific things in my life that made me do it. It It's like my first kid. It's like getting fired was the kick in the ass to like scale and survive, right? And then having my first kid, I was like working way too much. And then I was like, I can't do this with my second kid. Then I had my second kid. And the real thing with that, when I had my second kid, I said, I've taken six weeks off before I had her. And what do you think happened to sales in those six weeks?
1: I know the answer because I listened to another podcast. <laughs> it's one of my epiphany. It, it went up, and that was
0: like the, the like I could you could tell someone to do this stuff, but it's like for me personally, it's like I've had to have these like big life events to be like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a different way to look at it. I think growth means nothing, and cash flow. Is really something that's not talked about because it's not sexy, Um, but I believe in like a cash, a machine that provides a lot of cash flow and low risk. Um, I feel like that's where we're at with the business and our customer base at this point.
1: Yeah, I think if it gets to a certain point, it's almost like a motorcycle. Like if the gas is staying constant, it's going to stay straight and keep going in the right direction. Like you don't actually need to do anything at that point.
0: I like that. I haven't heard
1: that. I just made it up right now, coined by me, the Harley Davidson, <laughs> you hear that? Let's do this. This is your moment. Absolutely. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps brands deliver more personalized digital marketing experiences via email, SMS messages, social ads, and more. And since it's all driven by real-time e-commerce data, you can make sure every interaction feels more relevant. When you have a 360 degree view of the customer, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit clavio.com to schedule a demo. That's K L A V I Y O.com. All right, so you're over here, Tim Ferriss of Golf, you know, four hour work week. Uh, How do I go from my full time business, running an e commerce business? Um, what are I haven't delegated much, you know, we got a small team. Like what should I... what should I start thinking about that I'm probably doing as an owner that I don't need to be doing?
0: This is the hardest thing I've tried to have these conversations before, and if you really don't want to like a lot of people still want to hold on and and do the things so it may not be something you really believe you can do or you want to do and like I I say it's like limiting belief breakdowns. And this is what I do with my partner, Chris, and, and his business. I'm just a co-founder. All I do with him is I break down stuff that he... He's like, I can't hand that off or I have to do this. This is me. And I, and I just say, why? you know. I literally just break it down. So it's an exercise that I just have chosen to do in my own business. So like, I can tell you exactly my setup. So someone could like, tactically just do this and live my life of how I do it. The hardest thing is finding the people. Okay the positions i have or the brands agencies i use you can use it's who you find to do this so first off my setup is simple because i use a 3pl i used to ship everything myself shipping stuff yourself for me by going to a 3pl has saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars a year not not thousands hundreds number one shipping prices i could get at a 3pl are so much more advantageous due to our size of our product uh, number two, location-wise, I live in Vermont. Vermont is the number one worst place to ship golf clubs <laughs> for for where my customers are. We found Wisconsin was the best place. So what I did is this is a, a thing you can do today. You can take all your shipments that you looked at for the last year or two years, and just literally, you can, you can actually hire 3PLs. You don't even have to pay them. Just say, Hey, I'm thinking about a 3PL. Can you do me an audit of where you think I'd be the best location for your company? And a lot of them are like huge and they have a lot of locations. And they helped. That's what I did. I worked with a couple of them. And they said, based on this, you should be your best place if you were like Chicago, Wisconsin. There was like one other like location that could vary. And we picked Wisconsin based on best location for time and money. So I did a 3PL, I can go way in the 3PL rabbit hole, but that's gonna also make you force you to make your products shippable without you. A lot of people are like, I can't do that. I have to be involved, I have to touch the product. That that is a lie. That's a limiting belief. I used to assemble clubs by hand, custom, because I thought people wanted custom clubs made by me. They don't care. I have them barcoded, coming from manufacturer in a bag, ready to go, because I broke through my limiting belief that I had to have all these options, all this bullshit. And, and then I said, You know what? This is nuts. And the first time I launched a product with less options, it was my best launch ever because it was simple. So you got to have the first thing, 3PL, break that limiting belief that you have to have options or that many options and you have to be the one shipping it because it's better and cheaper not to touch it. I haven't seen a product in like 4 years. Like, seen, like I get clubs for myself. but uh, So that's the first one. Second one is ads, traffic, If you're doing that stuff in house, you can learn that skill to a point. But I have found personally that hiring an agency of some capacity or an expert that has their hands in multiple accounts. If you've got like, like I work with a small agency that does my ads. He's got like eight to 10 clients, but he sees stuff across the board. That he can then use and optimize my account for.
1: Oh yeah, I use that in sales almost because you got to think of it this way. I'm working with twelve clients at a time. I'm learning twelve times faster than your single account.
0: Totally, and if that's all you're doing, you're the expert, right? Like if you're deep into it and you're dealing with it, it's way better than you. As an owner, you shouldn't be doing it. Bottom line, you should learn it. This is what I screwed up. You should learn it so you could hire someone properly.
1: Yeah, you got to have the conversation. You need to be able to speak the language. But you don't need to be getting in the weeds. Everyone gets in the weeds. That's the th- funny thing about
0: e-commerce. Everyone wants to get into the apps, the weeds, the technical stuff. And I'm like, dude, you need to worry about the offer and the brand and the voice and, like, and let the experts do their thing. Um, I have a quick test, if you want me to share it, of how to hire an agency. I don't know if this will go against stuff. But... That's fine. I, I was so fed up. And I fired a guy who was killing it for me 2 years ago that I should have never fired because I didn't know enough. And looking for another agency was the biggest hassle I've ever went through. And I, I've done... I like literally hired and fired like 8 agencies in one year. So I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm learning ads myself. Learned them myself. Got us about a 4X, which I thought was pretty sick. Um, and then I now have a test where I do a screen share with anyone that see, says or say they're an expert. I go, cool. Let's do a screen share for an hour. And I'll pay you for that time. Whatever it is, 500 bucks, a G, 200 bucks. And we'll go through it together, building campaigns together. If your campaigns outperform mine, you're hired. (laughs) And uh, that's how I found my current guy. I went through 12 guys, 12 one-hour sessions, learned nothing from 11 of them. I learned one thing from the 12th guy, and he was the guy I hired. So
1: That's a good way to do it if you have the time. I mean, I don't know if we'd do that, to be honest, but...
0: Oh yeah. I'm not saying... It's just for me, after my process. You, you have to know ads enough and a lot of people won't do it. But for me, that's how I had to do it.
1: And it's not because I don't think we can perform well. It'd be fun to have an off-camera competition between the two of us. But <laughs> it's, it's just because as, like, as a business owner ourselves, like that's a lot of time to invest to try to win a client when there's other people that want to work with us. No doubt. And you'd beat me now because I don't know anything about ads. I just know high-level stuff. And that's what you should do. That's what you need to know right now.
0: Right, so all right, I got all right. So far, I've got a three PL. I've got my ad guy, and then I've got my email guy. Who I, I have an agency that does email. Chris, he was my first employee at Bomb Tech. Running that, all he does is my Clavius and Postscript. Right, so anything we're doing ads, that's doing all well, our offers, he runs my email, which sounds crazy. He writes all the copy. He's better at it segmenting. It's a lot of work. Um, so he does email, and then who else do I have? I have one in house person. That's it. That's uh, my employee. Uh, came, I went from 6 people with an office to one. He's my general manager that does customer service as well. So he manages the different agencies. That's his job. He manages different agencies. Um, I have a third-party outsourced customer service company uh, called Influx. They do 24-7, 365 customer service. Another thing I didn't think I could outsource, he manages them. Uh, we got our response times down to under an hour, which now we've got the best satisfaction ratings ever had. Um, and then the last thing I really have is I did hire the guy who was doing all my video and photos to do social media because so he's already making the videos for ads. Now he just posts them. I'm trying to think if I have anyone else. It's pretty simple. It's a pretty pretty lean machine. <laughs> Super lean. So yeah, and then and then like. I don't, what do I even do anymore? Um, so I just like, I'm working on that manual because I've been looking at businesses to buy and I realized, wow, these businesses could never be sold. And it made me say, okay, what do I have left at BombTech that I'm doing? And I have like one thing left and I'm just, so I've got a manual now. So if I died, which sounds dark, um, my family could run the business or someone else could run it or it would just run without me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's uh we internally at Electric Eye we refer to it as if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, what like can do we have a process in place, like do we have it written down?
0: Exactly. That's all it is. So like I, I made just a simple thing and that's been actually getting me really excited because not that I'm gonna get hit by a bus tomorrow, but <laughs> the idea that I have something to work on that has like big impact. So I just so the hardest thing is like let's say you've got these areas, three, four areas, is how do you vet and who do you find um, that's a true expert at that. And then you just need to know the stuff enough to know if they're doing well or not. And then just get out of the way if you can. And then focus on like, so right now I'm focusing on uh, products um, and our offers. You know, like I'm trying to make offers that are really high margin and the product is so good that the customers are just blown away. You know, focus on stuff that kind of matters.
1: Yep. Want to get each new episode of Honest E commerce sent straight to your phone? Join our VIP texting list for updates on new episodes and exclusive deals from our partners. Text VIP. That's VIP to 72599 to join. By the way, we're powering our text messages with PostScript, the number one text message marketing app for Shopify stores. Check out the show notes for a link to install PostScript for free today. I got a question for you about uh, hiring people. Um, oh, God. You obviously, when it, when it came to getting the ads team, you wanted someone that could outperform you. Yep. Uh, with other jobs that aren't as close to the money, is how I'd probably refer to it as. Uh, do you have any sort of like good enough mentality behind hiring people to do that? Like, it, obviously, they're not going to do it as good as you, but like, do you, um, you know, set a certain threshold of where they need to be?
0: I mean, I'm trying to run the e commerce business to be like have no people. So, <laughs> my first thing is like, my first what I try to do is say, all right, do I need to, do I need someone that I pay as a direct employee or can I find a service or agency that exists that can do this better? Cause like, I honestly, I, I had a lot and not a lot, but I went really deep in terms of time, effort, and money training and hiring my original crew. Like I paid them bonuses, like crazy bonuses, brought them golf all the time, really spent a lot of my personal time like getting them vested in the brand. Um, and then they just left. And I was just like really that really tore me up. And then this last couple times we had some turnover with customer service specifically. I just say, you know, what am I gonna do about this? Do I wanna go through the process of hiring and training someone, or can I find someone that hires and trains and find people to do it for me that's what I did. I went that route, so I hired that outsourced agency that does customer service instead of having a direct employee. I'll tell you what, that has saved me so much time, effort and just money to have experts do. so I'm leaning towards like all agencies, all experts, nothing in-house. Um, my one guy in house was he means well, he's a good guy. I love him. Uh, he crushes, you know. Um, I hope he can step up and be like a true manager and like I can get him to the next level. I just don't know how you do that with a lot of people. Um, I think what, having one guy that's like the main guy, but for tr- I don't know if I'm the best guy to ask for hiring. I think you just got to like see if they have integrity and then give them a shot, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nowadays, uh, you are kind of looking for to buy some businesses. Obviously, it's a little. It's a good time now when this comes out. Hopefully, some <laughs> of the some of it has recovered. Anyways, um, and you're also working with ecom growers. Let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so that that was a, another business that I, I I did not expect to ever start. You know, and so ecom growers like we are really niche. We only help um, ecom brands typically do at least a million a year profit more with Klaviyo. And the whole reason I exist is because my first employee at BombTech, Chris, who is like the most hardworking, like if I were to hire someone, he's, he's the best hire I ever made in my life. Um, and, I, and he found me. <laughs> he, he literally would be working at BombTech as a customer service rep and messaging me at like one in the morning, like, Hey, dude, dude, did you see the sales right now? The conversion rates through the roof. He goes, Hey, I got an idea for this email and this. Like, he was just such a unique guy, you know? So, for him to step up and he started running all BombTech's email, right? So, he started running all the stuff at BombTech. He was my go to guy and he started crushing it. And then Clavio did a case study on BombTech. <laughs> and people, you know, had been reaching out to me before with other podcasts and stuff, like, Hey, Sully, can you help me? Help me with my e com brand. I was like, Not really. Because at that point, I was like, It's too complicated. I don't have a service that I can really show a lot of results." I said, no. And then Chris, who's now my co-founder, he's like, Hey, do you mind if I do a side hustle trying to help brands with e-com or with email? I said, Dude, of anyone I want to win is you. So go for it. So he went out, closed 3 clients, which I was like, number one, shocked. And number two, I was like, tell me in a month or two, why well, I can't remember the exact time frame, how the results are. And um, so he came back. He's like, dude, uh, they went from like 15% to 45 It was like crazy. I was like, okay, so the service looks pretty good. You did it for bombs. I could do it for 3 brands. I was like, do it a couple more times. So then at one point, I go, let's partner up. And because uh, it's a legit service, people are asking me anyways for help. I can help them with this. And uh, we launched Ecom Growers officially 18 months ago. And now we've scaled up pretty well. Um, and that that's been a whole different look at it, and it's it's rewarding to help other ecom brands with a service that is so specific. And the only reason I got behind it was like, he's doing my email and my SMS, and it's just like it's so much ROI. I was like, I'm in, dude.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that's cool. It's cool to, and it goes with your kind of mantra of like, I'd rather hire a business, and you just turned your your asset and you helped him start a business. And I'm like, I'm so
0: fortunate to have him and so happy he's doing so well. Cause at Bontech, I was paying him pretty well, but I could not never pay him what he's making now as a co founder of an agency. So I, I'm really like, like you talked about hiring, like, how do you do that? I, he found me, but I'm so happy that he's doing well and doing things he could never have done under me. Um, so that's been one of the most rewarding things. And also for my mental sanity, having one income versus two. Has been great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, so before I let you go today, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that uh, is worthwhile?
0: No, I think I think we went pretty pretty deep into all little aspects there for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, next time I'm out in Vermont and uh, we're allowed to, we'll uh, we'll play nine because I don't know if I want to do eighteen without any practice. Dude, no judgment here. I- I'm in. I'm ready. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. All right,
0: cheers. Thanks, man.
1: I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at ElectricEye.io/connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.